Watch me, watch me, I got it. Watch me, I got it. Hey, I got something that makes me wanna shout. I got something that tells me what it's all about. I got soul, and I'm super bad. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Fake Pathkin Dynasty podcast. I am your host, Asher Curzon, tonight, and I am so flying solo here on this podcast. Um, we do not have Jeremy with us tonight, uh, so you are in for a treat. You are going to hear my opinion for the next 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit Dynasty football. We'll talk some some of the uh, more recent news in the, in the NFL. Um, we'll we'll kind of start out that way. Um, well, I'll start going by position by position this week, um, just to keep myself organized so I don't get too off track. Uh, we'll start with quarterbacks. Um, we've got some new new NFL starters this week coming in. Uh, Blake Bortles is going to be starting for Jacksonville, um, and if you drafted him in your fantasy your dynasty leagues, I, I think you're pretty excited. I mean, initially the thought was that you know Bortles was going to sit the entire year. Um, and, you know, it didn't make sense to you. It didn't make sense to me. It, For whatever reason, it seemed to make sense to the Jacksonville Jaguars coaching staff that Blake Bortles was going to sit behind Chad Henney and he was going to learn and Chad Henney was going to mentor him. <laughs> and to me, as a Miami Dolphins fan and a fan of football in general, it's almost laughable and a joke that you could expect Blake Bortles um, you know, a top three NFL pick um, to, to to learn and glean things from from a career backup and a guy who really flamed out in Miami in Chad Henney. Um, so I think it, I thought it was just a matter of time. I mean, it was clear when Bortles came in, they, they're energized, they have a great, um, it looks like they're building a good young foundation of wide receivers there in Jacksonville with the likes of Marquise Lee, Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns. Um, and then, you know, you, you throw in Mercedes Lewis, and then you've also got guys like Denard Robinson, like uh, Storm Johnson, uh, you know, who who maybe not this year are going to be really good fantasy weapons for Blake Bortles, um, but definitely are going to be there for him next year. Uh, I really like what Jacksonville's done as far as a young offensive core moving forward. Um, I think if you, if you were able to draft Bortles, um, it's looking the, the you know the potential is looking pretty good for your for your dynasty squad especially if you know um, you took him behind someone like Peyton Manning um, and, or you know even a Drew Brees or who doesn't really look like he's slowing down but you know he's creeping up there in age or even a Tom Brady um, you know grabbing Bortles you know wherever you got him in, in in the dynasty in your dynasty rookie draft I, I think was a savvy move um, you know he probably fell a little bit because because of all the news out of Jacksonville about him sitting, you know, for, for a whole season. And as ludicrous as that sounded to all of us, it, it, you know, it took an injury to Chad Henney um, and an insertion of Blake Bortles into the game this past week. I mean, you know, yeah, it immediately came in, and it, it really looked like he energized that Jacksonville team. Um, you know, they, they, they played so, so poorly since that, that first half, you know, um, against Philadelphia in week one. Uh, and and Bortles just came in. He looked like he provided a you know a big spark off the bench. And and you know to to me that that's a lot of promise. You know that you may end up realizing this year on your dynasty squad. Um, 
you know, than than sooner rather than 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 later. And you know, I, I am a big fan of Bortles. I am a Central Florida guy, um, but I do like the prototypical size, the arm strength, um, and, I, and I like what Jacksonville's doing around around him. And I, I think that's going to pay dividends for you in your dynasty leagues. Um, another quarterback that was drafted. Um, this year, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be uh, set to make his first start. He came in in relief of Matt Castle, who uh, broke his foot last weekend in his on-season-ending IR. Um, you know, it, it's it's going to be an interesting situation. Uh, you know, the, the Vikings' whole approach has now changed with Adrian Peterson removed from the picture. Um, we can talk about, you know, the upside of Jarek McKinnon um, and the downside of Matt Asiata. Um, but, you know, the reality is, is that um, North Turner turned a mediocre pass offense, you know, in Cleveland with a horrible run game last year, you know, in, into a pretty successful offense. So I, I think I'm actually pretty intrigued to see how Bridgewater does with Cordero Patterson. Um, and and I, I think it'll be interesting because I think it's going to change their uh, their offensive philosophy going forward. I, I you know, I, I think that, that while Castle is, is a game manager, you know, he doesn't have that big arm. He can't make those deep throws. Um, I think Bridgewater, you, you know, is an upgrade over Castle, and obviously they didn't want Castle or Bridgewater to start this year. You know, but but this is why we draft these guys in in Dynasty. You know, because they're gonna get the chance to play, and, and if not this year, then next year. Um, and similar kind of like Bortles, I I think it's somebody that you know you've stashed, and you know you, you probably didn't have to draft Bridgewater too terribly high. I mean, we we all know that running backs, wide receivers, and you know even this year uh, with the tight end with like Eric Ebron, Jay Samaro, and Austin Safarian Jenkins, you know tend to go before those quarterbacks unless you're in a t- uh, TD heavy league or a two quarterback league. Um, but in those those you know just run-of-the-mill dynasty leagues um, and by no means am I downplaying dynasty I just mean the standard dynasty leagues out there uh, you know quarterbacks tend to get a little bit devalued um, so I, I I think that you know we're gonna get to see some value for for that Bridgewater pick um, and again if, if like Bortles it's someone that you drafted to sit behind you know an aging quarterback whether it be a Manning or a Breeze um, you know Brady like I said before or, or you know even even someone like Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, um, you know, who who's probably you'd, you'd rather take a chance on that that um, that upside with that young player. I'm definitely excited to see what Bridgewater can do uh, going forward in that in that offense. Um, so Derek Carr has has played admirably. Um, I guess the, it's hard to fault him, you know, on Oakland um, starting from week one. You know. It, He's had a lot of issues with the offensive players around him. You know, it's not like Oakland went out and, and you know, did what Jacksonville did and, and drafted a whole bunch of young um, potential talent and, and, you know, I mean, surrounded Carr with guys he can grow with. You know, he's kind of inherited a stable of inconsistent, you know, essentially a stable of inconsistency in, in Oakland. I mean, you, you've got a three-headed running attack with uh, – with, um, you know, with MJD, Latavius Murray, and uh, Darren McFadden, and you know, none of none of those guys are, are healthy. None of them; they're all a shell of, of of who they were, with the exception of Murray. Um, you know, so the two guys getting the carries in Oakland are, aren't really helping out the quarterback. And then you've got receivers. You know, James Jones is great um, for what he is, though he's not. You know, he's not an explosive receiver. You know, he has good hands. You know, he he, he can high point. He can make some catches. Um, but you know, he's 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 not a superior elite talent. And then, um, 
you know, Daenerys Moore has really kind of flamed out. I mean, we, there were even he even came out this week and said something like he didn't want to go across the middle or he didn't want to catch the ball because he knew he was going to get hit. And so these, these are the guys that, you know, Derek Carr is surrounded by, and you know, he's still managing to be an average NFL quarterback. So I think if you if you drafted Carr, you're, you're pretty happy with, with how he's producing at this point. I, I think the only thing with Carr is that I am concerned that they won't surround him with I guess talent so that he can grow and flourish and I wonder if he's going to constantly be that guy that's going to be putting up you know a consistent 17 um, you know 15 17 15 maybe 20 25 points um, you know week to week and he's, he's not going to be someone that you, you know you can expect to go out there and put up 25 30 points um, for your dynasty team uh, I, I think at this point of the three rookie quarterbacks I, I like um, car the least moving forward um, but again it, it's hard to tell with such a small sampling size um, so Manziel we haven't seen play much at all he's got a few, few gimmicky packages I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about the guy I don't think he gets on this field this year unless Hoyer gets hurt um, Hoyer looks pretty good once the season started going um, I'm not a huge fan of Manziel but you know I, I do think he can be fantasy relevant um, moving past the rookies, you know, someone who, who finally got a shot this week with the injured RG3, you know, Kirk Cousins um, played, and boy, did he look good. You know, uh, he, he, he did things that, that RG3 hasn't been able to do the last two years, um, you know, and he, and, and he put up over 30 points in, in if you play in a dynasty league that, you know, gives six points for passing touchdowns. Um, he looked really sharp, and, and you know, in, in Jay Gruden's offense, he he really fits it to a T. Um, you know he 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 just does things that you know RG three seems incapable of doing, and it's something you know if you if you happen to pick up Cousins last year or if you handcuffed RG three, I mean you're ecstatic at this point. It, you know in an offense that loaded with that much talent, you know somebody that may end up. Uh, you know, supplanting RG3, even if RG3 gets healthy and can come back at some point this season, you know, we may not see RG3 play again this year. Um, and I think that return on investment for what you probably paid for, you know, for Kirk Cousins is is astronomical. Um, do I think at this point, you know, in a dynasty, we're talking dynasty, do, do, is, it, is it a sell high? I don't think so. I think, I think Cousins is the real deal at this point. And I think... You know, it'll be really interesting in telling if he doesn't um, if he doesn't supplant RG3 and RG3 comes back and they still insert RG3 in that starting lineup. You have to think that Washington has got to at least consider trading him and you know some somewhere next year for a first or second round. I, I wouldn't even say a second round. You probably Washington probably would only part with him for a first round pick. Um, and you know there are teams out there that desperately need quarterback. Um, you know, I, I hope to say that Cousins, you know, doesn't get stuck behind RG3 again, you know, and then you're playing that waiting game. But, you know, it, it honestly, RG3 gets hurt enough. So I, I think if you have Cousins on your team, you're, you're pretty happy to have him as your backup quarterback putting up, 